Welcome to another episode of Mending Your Life Unapologetically Human. I'm Dan. I'm not. I mean, I'm Brady. I'm not. I'm not Dan. I'm always joined by I'm not Dan Brady. Um, yes. What's going on, buddy? What's, what's oh, going nothing, on? Man. Nothing. Um, just, uh, just hanging out for the weekend. Had a, had a long week, but uh, I mean, ju- it was just work. Um, just a long week and, and looking forward to this coming week, this coming week, just so everybody knows. Um, yeah. my, my mom is coming into town next weekend, so I'm going to be out. Um, I won't be, uh, I won't be hosting. Dan is going to take it on and try to find a guest host. I know it's hard to replace, you know, this, but it's, um, hard, to, it's hard to replace Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, ever but since... no, I'm looking forward to seeing my mom and she's kind of coming down a little bit for my daughter's third birthday. Um, oh, yeah. it's going to be a little late, but you know, she's going to be here. And actually my mom's birthday is coming up here shortly too. So oh, there you go. Um, yeah, she, she, you know, she likes to say, you know, she'll be, you know, 39 again. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, things are going well. Uh, you know, I, I have ups and downs just like everybody else, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, more ups than downs. And, and a lot of that I think has to do with, you know, outlook and, and kind of how you, how you see, see things. How's everything going for you, man? Good. Um, didn't really, <clears throat> didn't really do much this week. I mean, the boss traveled at the end of the week. Didn't really have anything crazy going on. Um, parents came by hey, last that night. That could be a good week. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was okay week. Like it didn't nothing, nothing crazy, nothing bad. You know, nothing wild happened or anything. I think it was just, it was just smooth. That's all it was. But um. Let me see. My parents came in last night. They came down. Uh, we made some burgers and some mac and cheese and had some snacks. And Pops and I, we uh, watched some football, watched some baseball, which was fun. Um, they ended up leaving a little bit late. They live, eh, they don't live that far. They probably like an hour, hour and hour and a half or whatever from the house. So it's not too far. But <clears throat> my dad is very... Uh, when he's done, he's very he's very like when he's done with the day, he's done and he wants to be in bed. So it was like about like eight thirty, nine o'clock. He was like, Yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to go. And then I cleaned out the garage because we were supposed to record yesterday, but your uh your wife was, was a little banged up and uh um I, so I ended up cleaning out the garage yesterday finally and by the time my parents left I think I fell asleep on the couch by like nine thirty and rolled my ass up the up the stairs to bed and passed out and slept in till about 7 15 <laughs> oh nice so yeah that's that's sleeping in for me but how's your uh how's the uh how's the old ball and chain feeling how's your oh, you got a she, knee flare up yeah you know when she was younger she kind of blew out her knee and and um and so every now and then especially come season change between summer fall and winter because we have fall for you know five minutes over here um, but between summer, summer, fall and winter, you know, it, it, with the weather change, it tends to flare up a little bit and she gets to do a little bit of pain and, mm. and, you know, it's, it, and that's a helpless feeling, man. It really is. I mean, all I want to do is take it away. Um, mm. uh, you know, all I, I mean, I'm sitting here like, give me, give me the knee, knee paint. I'll, I'll take it so she can, so she can feel better. But, yeah. um, that's you want to take my not, knee pain? 
I mean, if if it would help you, sure, I would. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I might not be. I'm not as pretty, but you know. Well, you know, you're. It's beard. <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for it. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> but no, other than that, <laughs> other than that, things things were fine. You know, it's it's the pressure, and you know, I I used to, you, you know, those old westerns or or you know those old movies or TV shows that would. Oh, there's there's a storm coming. I can feel it in my bones. She can feel yeah. it. She can she can feel it. Um, but she's doing all right. She handles it. She handles it with grace, and and she really does. She it doesn't slow her down much. Um, I try to do as much as I possibly can for her when it happens. But um, she's also very independent, and she doesn't want. She don't need no man doing nothing. But no, I'm kidding. That's not what she sounds like. Um, <laughs> If I had a hey, dog gosh, every time I heard that in my house, I'd be rich. <laughs> I don't need no man for the, I don't uh, need no, I'm a grown ass woman. I don't need no man. Baby, will you open these pickle jars for me? Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but no, it, and then last night, you know, we your your parents uh went went over to your place yesterday and you guys cooked. I cooked a little something. I know I know I sent you a picture of it. It's uh Yeah, big old just... FU, by the way. <laughs> um I uh, I roasted a just nice a rack something of lamb. I yeah, yeah just a little, a little something I whipped up yeah a little something uh, I whipped nice, up nice rack of lamb some roasted red potatoes and some some broccoli with a balsamic reduction because my wife is uh, addicted to balsamic reductions uh, it's she I think I think she's gonna go start taking the twelve step program um, <laughs> <laughs> but but in all honesty uh, balsamic reduction goes really good with uh with, with with lamb so but it came out great came out perfect um yeah it looked amazing yeah, yeah so uh just thought i'd throw that out there that was more for you than, than anybody yes, appreciate that, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, you need to do wrong. like a uh you need to start you need to do like a live tiktok of you just cooking with brady you know, I, I've I've thought about doing that, but I mean, I feel like that's such a common thing because honestly, and I've told I've said this to everybody, anybody that asks about my cooking experience, because those of you that you know are maybe just joining into this this episode, I've mentioned you know once or twice in this podcast, I'm a former chef. I did it for 13 years. I can cook just about anything, and and um, the whole thing is, is, you know, I firmly believe anybody can cook. I mean, it's just like that movie Ratatouille, man. I mean, you, anybody can cook, just not everybody can do it for a living. It's that, that's the whole thing. It's, and I feel like that if I did, you know, little three minute snippets of, of my cooking, you know, it's, I feel like it's such a common thing. Yeah, but you know, I mean, there's people, there's a lot of people who listen, and then there's also um, one of our friends in particular that likes to ask you four thousand questions when it comes to cooking things. <laughs> so that would be beneficial for him, at least. So I mean, you know, I just I'd watch it. I mean, I think you know, I think it would be fun. I really do, and I'd love to do something with my kids at some point. You know, when they get a little older, that oh, that'd you be know, cool. making, making cookies with the Garrett clan and stuff like that and and you know and we do try to because we don't go out uh really at all anymore um which i really need to work on gentlemen don't stop dating your ladies um but you know it is hard having been a chef that you know i go out and i'll spend you know a hundred dollars on a really nice dinner when i could have made it at home for 20 
(laughs) But I think some of it, too, it's like where you could just go out, have a nice dinner and spend some money. Somebody else will do it for you. But then when you, you know, it's more so just going home and being like, oh, my God, I got to do all this stuff. I have five and a half hours worth of cooking in front of me, all for it to be devoured in five minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's today? The the, the 17th? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. That's the day we're recording. For those of you that wonder, it usually takes about a day for us to post it. But um, so today's the 17th. I'm already planning Thanksgiving because who do you think does all the cooking for Thanksgiving? You. <laughs> this guy. So are we One doing the... deep fried turkey or what, what kind of what kind of turkey? Actually, are you doing? I think I'm going to do a citrus turkey this year. A what? Citrus turkey. A citrus. Oh, citrus turkey. Where'd you citrus, come up with yeah. that? Uh, it's in a uh, Williams and Sonoma cookbook. I kind of took a look at, it and I'm like, ooh. Oh, we fancy, we fancy now. Yeah, Williams we, and Sonoma, we fancy. Yes, yes. Well, it, I mean, it's it, that is a fancy ass store, and it's like my <laughs> playground, but um, not something that and Sir Latab. Little little free shout outs to a couple of uh, my favorite cooking um, stores, uh, Sir Latab and Williams Sonoma my playground but i don't go there very often because i can't afford their shit Mm. Mm. (laughs) see i don't know the other one i know william sonoma i don't know the other one i remember uh, walking into looks like i know table sewer la table s-u-r-l-a-t-a-b-l-e it's pronounced sir la tab but it's it looks like sir la table all right, I'm just gonna agree with you. I I don't know. I'm gonna go agree with you. I remember walking into. I remember watching into like William Sonoma as a kid, <clears throat> like at the mall and stuff, and just being mesmerized by all the things that they had, and specifically being told to not touch anything. I remember that because everything was oh, yeah. expensive. Oh yeah, and uh, there's you know that's that's part of the the cooking cooking life. I mean, I, I've. I, the chef knives that I used to have, when I quit, I quit. Mm. I had no intention of, of ever cooking for a living again. And I ended up, I, there was a young kid that worked for me. This is when I was a sous chef. Um, there was a young kid that worked for me and, um, he, he was passionate. He loved cooking. And, you know, so I looked at him and I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm tapping out. I'm getting out of the industry. You want my knives? So, so you, you were really just like done, done. I was done, done, yeah. That's because that's that must have been hard. No, actually, that's how I knew I was done, done. Is I had no issues whatsoever. I just handed them to him. I was like, here, you want these? I mean, it. I I'd lost or broken a couple of knives and stuff here and there over the years because this was the knife kit I got for uh, the school that I went to. It was uh, they were Messermeister's Meridian Elites, and um, and great, great steel, great knives, um, but. I just said, you know, I don't have the full set anymore, but I have most of them here. And mm. yeah. Mm. I wonder if that will be, if that'll be me one day, if I ever give up all of like my hoarded baseball equipment, if I just like yeah. one day just drop it off, be like, here's catcher's gear. Here's four buckets of baseballs. Here's just, just take it. I'm done. No, I'm going to need it because if my daughter ends up playing, my daughter ends up playing ball. I'm going to need all that stuff. So, exactly. I mean, she and goes, I'm going to coach her as long as possible. Home, yeah, smacking home runs off the boys. God damn right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, 
So we, uh, I guess, I guess we should give these people a, somewhat of a show, right? Instead of just talking about talking, you know, cooking, and you know, yeah, if it well. sounds like if it sounds like that, we are kind of like draining a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna say because I'm tired of shit. Oh, I'm tired. I yeah, see you got you slept in. I got up at like five. Mm. Yeah. That was me yesterday. I got up at about six o'clock in the morning yesterday, but that was just the internal clock. But yeah, I, uh, I, I am tired. Um, you know, you, and speaking of tired, you put something up on the Facebook page, uh, I think yesterday afternoon or yesterday yeah, morning, yeah. right? Um, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, the, as, as everybody out there knows, you know, we are focused on men's mental health. It's, uh, it's something near and dear to us. And, and so I posted something up on Facebook. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it, read to you. Um, it says, uh, you'd be surprised at how many times a man sits in his car on his bed in the bathroom, in the living room and holds in his tears because he's dead ass stressed or lost or confused or hurt or ready to give up. But when he shows his face again, he looks perfectly fine, unbothered. And he still manages to smile and go about his business like nothing happened. Men are some of the most resilient, overlooked, and in the mind, underappreciated to go through so much. And that hit me because, you know, it's it's not that yeah, I've said this before and I will continue to say it because, you know, it's true. It's not that men go through more. But, you know, men, I feel like the, the problems men face the demons men face the the trials and stresses that men face are different you know it's a different type uh different level if you will of you know generically speaking when you when you when you bring up the the two sexes and you know what that's that's i'm not going to be ashamed to say you know men go through different things and and sometimes you know men go through some some pretty difficult shit that women just don't understand Right. I mean, I mean, that's not that's not a knock on women because there's there's plenty of things that they go through that we will never ever have to, ever have to deal with or don't know anything about. You know, and that's like we said before. You know, it can be it can be different traumas or different situations, but in you're still battling. So like this, the severity of your battle though you may be battling something different than they are, your severities of how you battle that are still the same. And, you know, like, like you said, we're not, we're not taking this and not cheap shots at like women. This is just a discussion that is result or revolved around men's mental health. And you're absolutely a hundred percent right. You know, even when I'm driving, I will like even even now like I did it a long time ago, but even now I'm sure I'm not the only one that does it. We'll sit in sit in the truck and let a certain song or a certain motive. You know, like I'll listen to stuff like um I'll listen to you know like uh like Eric Thomas and people like that like speakers right, and I'll let I'll finish what they're what they're saying because it you know it just hits you or it's something that you can relate to and you know I don't know some people may have their own. Uh, kind of like a, a special spot like at work you know with me i climb on top of tanks and i can call you know after i stick a tank when a driver's done i can call a number down i could sit up there all day if i wanted to and sometimes i do i just prop up on the stair and and sit up there and just look around and kind of just take that moment to 
you know, either have that internal battle with myself or just get stuff out that I need to get out and, or break down if needed to, you know, when we were, um, when we were going through our, our, uh, my wife and I, when we were going through our struggles with, uh, conceiving and starting a family which if some of you who may be new to the podcast because there are a lot of you who are new to the podcast so welcome to for to all of you um but for a year for a couple of years my wife and I struggled a lot with uh being able to have a, a child and we went through two early term miscarriages um she went through a miscarriage previously in another uh when she was married previously and then we tried naturally like we were following the schedule we were doing everything right on time it just wouldn't you know it just didn't work so one time um you know i still remember i was at work one day and it was during when we were still trying naturally or and uh you know we she went to go check the sticker or whatever and i was anxious and i wanted to know what was going on and stuff because we felt pretty good about it and I mean, sometimes, you know, you kind of get this feeling, you know, you kind of get like that feeling that you think this is going to be the time. And then she told me, you know, it wasn't. And I took about 10, 15 minutes and sat on top of those stairs and just broke down and did what, you know, but realizing that I was still at work and I still had a job I needed to do. I took the 10 minutes to break down and then swallowed that shit and went right back to work and acting like nothing ever happened until I got home. But, you know. Yeah, and you know, let me let me just say, you know, I I can't imagine. I really can't. I've never been in that position. Um, I've never gone through that. Uh, thank God. I mean, no offense, but mm-hmm. um, I uh, uh, that is that is an absolute testament to the strength of your and your wife's relationship. Because I do personally know other people that have gone through this, and it didn't work out. Right. Like, um, and some of them did. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and and just so everybody understands out there. Um, it's a taboo subject, but it's not mm-hmm. uncommon. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not uncommon. People go through this every day. Right. And, it, and, you know, and that's not to take anything away from you, Dan. Um, Dan, I, and for plain and simple, I care about you. Yeah. I, just like I care about anybody else, but I care about you a little deeper. So when you talk about stuff like that, that's, that, that hits, that's, yeah. that's one of those things that, you know, as one of one of my closest friends, which which you are, I I just I, I wish I could just you know like Men in Black you, so you so you forget, <laughs> so you didn't feel that anymore. Hit the little hit the little memory exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and but at the same time, but at the same time, that kind of thing shapes you and shapes you into the person that you are. And honestly, yeah. Dan, you're one of the yeah. best people I know. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. You, uh, you know, we kind of became friends, um, right, right before I think we started the fertility treatments. So when we started that whole process, I like you, you were around for that whole, I think you were around for all of the cycles, actually, if I remember correctly, because 
I think so. And, you know, I, you know, you, you would check in on us and, you know, so did the rest of the guys, you know, um, you know, B and, and, uh, Adam and, and Matt and those guys, you know, they would always, they'd always check in and stuff, but you, you know, it was nice because not, you know, not everybody has that support system, but it was the one thing that I, I appreciated the most out of you guys when it came to that was it was, it was never like, Oh, Hey man, keep your head up. You know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, it, you know, next time, like, you know, it'll be okay. You know, in the end, you guys will be okay. Like you, it was never like that with you guys. It was always, Hey, you know, if you need to talk, let me know. And it would be like, yeah, I know. And, you know, I will, if I need to and be like, all right. And that was it. You know, we just, we just moved on and you, you know, you would check in and the guys would check in and, every so often I would, you know, let something go or let something out. And, you know, I know you kind of, you not necessarily called me out, but you'd kind of put me in a corner a couple of times because you knew that, you know, you knew that there was something that I wanted to get out. Like you could hear me on Xbox and you would text me and be like, all right, you know, like what, it like what's going on. And, and it, yeah. I, it was something where like I needed to get it out. I just couldn't do it. And, I think that, you know, it goes back to where we talk about trying to be there with somebody for somebody who deals with something traumatic in their life, whether it's, you know, depression, anxiety, the death of some grief, you know, any you know, grief is is an all all different. That's a whole different thing. Right. You know, grief is anything. Basically, you're going to handle it any way, you know, that, that mm-hmm. you do or you're going to handle it the way that you do. But um, we talk about, you know that fine line between being there for somebody and knowing when to kind of like push them to talk about something. And it's not the cliche, Oh, God's got a plan for you or blah, blah, blah. Or people jump to like a Bible verse or something that, that shit doesn't help. Like it really does. Some people does, but not at first. And we always talk about, it's not easy at first. And it's different for everybody. It really is. Some, some people are, are the type of people that, you know, God has a plan for you. That might help. You didn't strike me as one of those people. I mean, you're a believer, obviously. Um, you're you're at least somewhat religious from from the uh, from the conversations that you and I have had. Some of the conversations that you and I have had. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like somewhat like me, we're we're somewhat alike in that aspect. That you know, I'm a believer. I believe in, in a higher power. Um, I, I believe it, that you know there are certain things out outside my, my control. Um, but when it comes down to it, it was, and, and not to keep beating a dead horse, but, but, and it's, a, it's not a dead horse, but you know, not to keep bringing it up, but I'm going to keep bringing it up. I feel like you and me were, were kind of you, me and the guys really were kind of the start of this whole brotherhood thing. Yeah. Really. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, it, it absolutely was because I mean, and it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just you. I mean, they would, they'd ask how everybody's doing. Oh yeah. Everybody, I mean, do. we had, a, we had full on conversations at the beginning of our gaming session. <laughs> that would be till like we're, two o'clock in the morning. We would forget exactly. that we were playing and we were just drinking and talking. Yeah. And, and that's, that, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, I do, Dan, if you don't mind me asking though, I, I got to yep. ask you probably somewhat of a hard question for you. Um, did you notice anything during the miscarriages that you handled differently than what do you, what do you mean your wife than, than your wife oh you, you mean know, like the situation wise 
Well, it's it emotion wise, like, you mean you, emotional wise, I think I think mentally did you did you try to I mean, as a man, I know, uh, you know, if I'm going through something just like that, that that post I put on Facebook, I'll sit in my car and I'll cry for a solid, you know, two, three, four, five minutes. And I, I, I you know, I, I suck it up and I go upstairs and I'm fine, quote unquote, I'm I um, and I got to ask, man, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never been in that position, but how did you, how did you handle that differently? Um, well, let me, let me preference, preference this by saying, you know, and I've, I've told my wife this numerous times, even now, um, having or starting a family is different for you and I, or for us as men than it is for, for them. Because if you think about it, we, <laughs> In 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 a general just relaxed term, we're we're here for one reason. <laughs> that, yeah. it, let's be honest, like we are here for one reason. All right, we will get used and abused like racehorses and run around until you know it happens, right? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just part of that's part of the job, right? No, but um, the difference. I always told her there's a difference because when that happens or you do test positive you're you're carrying they're carrying something in them that we will like that feeling we'll never we'll never know that feeling of what it's like to carry a child inside of you and i i would listen i'm gonna be honest with you it might be an unpopular opinion but i don't think it really matters whether it's an early term or late term with a, if your significant other has a miscarriage, it will be 20 times more difficult for them than it will be for us. And that's not saying that it's not hard for us. It's going to be hard for us, but you have to also keep in mind that they will be attached to that child differently than we ever will because they're carrying this child in you. And for me, it was, it was knowing where she, it was knowing where she was mentally, which was, I mean, she, it was hard for her. She was struggling. Right. And I needed to do what I thought was best was be there for her. And then there were times, you know, she wouldn't forget that I'm going through something either. Right. But, and I knew that. And for me, I needed to be there for her first and I would deal with me second because for me, it's easier to deal with than it is for her to deal with, you know, and yeah. by easier, yeah. I mean, again, we don't have the same emotional attachment. I mean, we're still emotionally attached no matter what, but a mother and, a, and the, the mother of a child is, is going to be completely different than us as a father, right? It's a completely no, different that's mindset be, for us. And that's going to be, there, I mean, the child's whole life. I mean, yeah. it really is. And it's, I mean. Um, I, it, I realize it's kind of a weird movie to, to quote from, but the crow, you know, yeah. mother is mother is God in the eyes of the child. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a great movie by the way. Um, but really to like, to, I guess to answer your question, I, I probably handled it about the same way that I handled just about anything. I dealt with it for a few minutes and then kind of locked that shit up and did what I needed to do for everybody else. And in time I would let it go. And, you know, the first one, 
I'm going to, you know, the first one hit, they all hit hard, but the first one hit real hard because you, you know, you, you test positive and she went and she got, you know, her blood work done to, to basically, uh, you know, tell you like, yeah, you're pregnant, you know, that, that whole thing. And she did this whole, um, she did this whole thing when we were living at the, the townhouse, I came home and, uh, we were we we're big fans of The Office, and for those of you that watch The Office, there's a scene towards you know latter years of the of the series where um, they're at a corporate retreat playing volleyball, and uh, Pam does something to like her knee, and Jim takes her to the hospital, and they find out that they're pregnant. That's how they find out that they're pregnant, right? And they're arguing with Dwight about sending subs in because they want to keep Pam and Jim around so they could be corporate in this volleyball tournament. But they end up finding out that they're pregnant. And they said, you know, Jim calls Dwight and goes, send in the subs, send in the subs. We're not going to make it because they find out they're pregnant. So I come home and she has uh, she jumps out. She's playing it. She timed it. She must have been watching Creeper. Um, She was watching me come home and she hits play and it's right around that scene. And I didn't really think much of it. And I'm looking at it and I was like, Oh fuck yeah office. And she jumps out from behind the corner and she's got this red shirt. That's a Scranton across the chest. And she looks at me and she goes, send in the subs. And she has this big thing. Right. So it was, I mean, it, the fucking joy, like I was crying, you know, I mean, I was, I was just bawling. And then <clears throat> she hit me with a butt and I was like, oh, I was like, what are you talking about a butt? Like, why is there a butt? Uh, the butt was that her um, levels weren't high enough for it to basically continue progressing through her, uh, basically the implant, the breast through her body. And um, if it, it's like, I didn't, you know this, I've told you this, how it kind of works. Like it has to double and triple and hit certain numbers. And that's how they I, know I actually, that it's working. Yeah, yeah I, well, you know, know, you know, you have kids. Yeah. You know. So, <laughs> so it was, it was in single digits and it was like less than 10 and, you know, it, it goes up and then it basically just stalls out and crashes. So we were, you know, my wife prayed a lot and I kind of just tried to stay positive and then the inevitable came, which I think we both knew what was going to happen. We were just holding on to false hope and that it, it, it fucked me up. Like it really did. And then we tried again. Um, it didn't work at all. This one didn't take at all. And then we tried again and, uh, it, uh, you know, that one, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of the, you know, it's just those, it's always that false hope thing. It's the same thing, but, and, and shout out free shout out here to shady Grove for those of you, if anybody is looking or is involved in fertility treatments, our doctor was absolutely fantastic. He, um, admitted that he didn't even have any idea why this was, wor- why this wasn't working because, the numbers were good. The blood was good. There was no underlining health, like nothing that would even remotely point into a negative way. And we eventually, he eventually came up with this plan where she, he was going to have her go into like, do like a minor surgery with, um, something. And because like, it wasn't something that needed to be done. It was just one of those things like, well, we, this is, we could try this and see what happens. Right. 
So she went into and went in to do the surgery and they didn't even perform the surgery because they looked, they were like, we don't, we don't really need to do anything, but, um, we actually found a infection and they gave her medication for it and she took the medication and it cleared everything up. And now, you know, we're pregnant now. Right. And we're 22 weeks, um, pregnant. And if it's like, (laughs) It's like that whole time, that one little thing that nobody ever knew about, couldn't even like couldn't even tell where, where it was. Like you can't even see it anything. You, know, you can't see that. It's that one thing was what was stopping us from from getting pregnant. And if he never suggested us to go to um, the doctor and go get that surgery, who knows what would have happened? But you know, thank God we went because right when that got cleared up, you know, everything has been. Everything's been good ever since. And uh, as you know, we're well aware, but you know, and I, and I talk about that and let me, let me just say this is that, um, just because we have been successful this go around, it doesn't eliminate the past pain that we went through for those like two years of trying to get pregnant basically. Um, and it still weighs on me, and it it's still uh, I still struggle with it a lot. Um, and still you know, there, yeah, absolutely. There's like, there's a, a severe PTSD effect because you know, for us, our whole our whole relationship has always been about the like the other foot dropping, basically, and everything will be good, and then finally, boom, something hits, right, and we've always been able to battle through it. We've always been a recover and, you know, we've always been able to make it through. Right. And that's why, you know, every time something happens, I always tell her, you know, we're going to find a way because that's just what we do. Like we always find a way and that's just what we do. And we always come out on top. So, you know, even if something like something crazy happens, I think I don't even get worried about it anymore because I know that we're going to find a way through it. But with this, it's, you know, you, you stay positive, but you got that thing in the back of your mind, like you're always waiting for that other foot to drop. I can, I, I can understand the concept. Like I said, I've never been there. Um, and, and I mean, props to you, your wife. I mean, like I said, you're one of the best people I know when you first told me, and this was shortly after I, I, I shortly after you and I started really like actually having good, good, deep conversations. Um, that, you know, you and your wife had been trying and having difficulties and stuff like that, you know. Um, I got to say, it was one of those things where I felt like I know enough about you guys, and especially now. I mean, now I I, I have no reservation saying you two are, are two of those people, those kind of people that you're like, these two deserve to have a child. They're going to be amazing <laughs> parents. And, and, I know, um, and I know people that, you know, should probably have their children taken away from them. Um, and I'm sorry, it's, it's just, that's just a fact. Um, but, but now I, I have a little bit, uh, it's a little lighter of a question for you involving this. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Um, you want to, hold, hold on, do you want to, do you want to ask me now or do you want to take a break and then come back with a question? Well, let's take a break. All right, let's do the break real quick. Then we'll come back with the question and we'll try to stop being so fucking morbid about everything. Truthfully, you probably could use a break, my brother. I don't even know what a break is anymore. Yeah. So let's take five. Let's take five. Yeah. We'll be back. All right. This is Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. We will be right back. I think so. Probably. Nah, we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. Um, I'm Brady. I'm here with Dan. Uh, we took a little little fiver there and uh, going to continue on. Um, Dan, I would. Uh, uh, this isn't what I was planning on asking you before we broke, but it's it's something that I, I think would be really important to share. Um, you know, as I said before we left, uh, this isn't an uncommon issue with couples. Um, as, as much as we all wish it could be. Um, what, you know, you got a, you got a couple of things you'd like to say to, to the people that are going through this. Cause I mean, it, it means something a little bit more to people when they know that somebody has experienced what they're going through. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak for the women's side. Um, I wish maybe I could convince my wife, maybe one come on one day and just kind of talk about, like what she went through, but, um, I kind of want to direct it specifically, specifically to the men. Um, when we were going through our, our struggles, I had a sense of, uh, failure and basically that sense of, you know, being less of a man because you can't, you can't get your wife pregnant. And it's, it's kind of like, what kind of, how can you, how can you call yourself a man if you can't even, you know, uh, conceive, you know, help conceive a child, right? So you you kind of get this mental uh, pounding on that you do on yourself, where it's you kind of feel like a failure, you kind of feel like you're less of a man. And I, when you go through that in the struggles that we had, and it still wasn't working, and it just compounds and compounds, and then you come home that one day where it's, hey, we're pregnant, but and then it doesn't work. And, you know, all that 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 negative aspect that you put on yourself, it doesn't go away. Um, I want to say. I want to and it's going to be hard to say because it's going to be easier said than done. But let me let me say this coming specifically from somebody who went through this 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 process. It is complete, total bullshit. You are not you are not a failure. You are not less of a man because you didn't get your wife pregnant or your girlfriend pregnant. You're not less of a man because you go to fertility clinic and you have you know you get a little help. You're it's that that thought process that you have that you, you know the negative pro- process that you have on yourself. It, it's complete just total shit because you you feel that way because it's not working. Right. But I wanted what I wanted, what I really want to say, though, is that other than the fact that it's complete total shit, it's it's okay. You know, we always say that it's okay to not be okay, but it's okay. It's okay to think like that, though, because those are human reactions to a traumatic situation. But you're not you're not less of a man. You're not less of a husband. You're not less of a boyfriend or whatever, because you couldn't you know, help conceive with your, with your significant other. And, you know, sometimes, you know, really the, the truth is it's not anybody's fault. It, it's just not like even, you know, the doctor come back and tell you that, you know, Oh, like you're, you know, your your Michael Phelps's aren't, aren't you know, right. You know, they need to be corrected, but the day and age of technology and, and science there is so much that these fertility clinics can do. Like their whole job is to make sure that you guys start a family. So you may feel like it's your fault, but you got to also remember this, that 
it really isn't anybody's fault. And if you start to think one way that it is somebody's fault, you guys are going to, you're going to fall apart as a couple. You're going to break each other and you can't have that mindset that it's somebody else's fault, whether, or that, that it's their fault or you, you know, and I always felt like it was my fault anyway, because I'm the man. This is, I'm here for one reason only. You collect my things and you make a baby. And I can't, if I can't do that right, then, you know, what kind of man am I? But I, I just want to, really what I just wanted to say is just, it's it, remember that it's not anybody's fault. And regardless of what happens in your journey to be, to conceiving and starting a family, you guys are still a team and you've got to be there for one another, no matter what. And it doesn't matter how difficult it gets. It doesn't matter. You know, she's going to get negative on herself. You're going to get negative on yourself, but you can't turn on one another because then you start to, you start to fracture that relationship. And when you start to get a certain way during that, because that, like you said, that situation can really break a result, a relationship, right? You have to do the best that you can to make sure that you guys work together as a team. And you you can't you can't just go off and attack one another. And I've seen that happen where they have uh, anger and frustration and they're throwing it at their spouse when it's not their spouse's fault. And it's just frustration and anger. The, you've got to do the best that you can to make sure that you guys work together as a team and push and pers- battle through it together as a team. And frankly – if we didn't, you know, work together well as a team, I don't know where we would be right now as a, you know, husband and wife. But thank God I'm never going to have to ever figure that out because, you know, my wife is amazing and she did so much for me during that time too and it was a constant reminder that, you know, hey, you know, you're going through something too. It's not always it's not about me, it's about us. And that's the important part is that it's not about you or her. It's about you two together as, as a couple. Was it, I gotta ask, what is it? Uh, was it difficult to, to, I guess not, was it difficult, but yeah, I mean, really kind of, was it difficult for you dealing with, with, with your internal struggles with this, you know, feeling like less of a man, feeling like a failure. Was it difficult? But was it difficult for you to be there for her when you um, were going through all this? No, um, at least I don't think it, I maybe at least I don't think so. Um, I know that there was times where I had kind of checked out, like, and I kind of dropped the ball on a couple things because of where I was mentally, I wasn't there. But the one thing that I always, me personally would always revert back to is that, you know, this is the this is the woman that you chose to be with for the rest of your life and you need to do everything that you possibly can to take care of that woman right and what we forget sometimes is that they married us for the same reason that they want to do everything they can to make sure that we're okay and that we can take the, to take care of us and what i found myself doing was focusing more on her than me and my, myself and she started to take some of that emotional energy and she started focusing on me and to remind me that it's okay. And to remind me that what I'm going through is normal and it's a human reaction to trauma and grief. And 
it makes you understand, like makes you realize, like you can still be angry with yourself. I mean, we're men, we're, we're competitive, we're, we're aggressive, we're, we're men, like we're just wired a certain way to think certain ways and to act and react certain ways. Right. But it, it makes you sit back and you, you kind of, you know, it's like if, if the woman that you married is sitting there and telling you it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. You know, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself. I need, I'm here to listen to you. It does kind of change your mental mindset of, you know, you may think that it's still your fault, but this person is literally telling you that it's not. And even if you do think it's your fault, this person still loves you, even though you think it's your fault. And that, that's, yeah. that's, that's fucking love right there to me, you know, and it, that's why I say the, for the men that go through this, you're going to feel a certain way about yourself and when I, and it's human reaction because it's grief and it's trauma. But at the end of the day, it, it's total, it's your mind just, just playing tricks on you and it's total shit because at the end of the day, your wife still loves you and your friends are still going to be there for you and your family is going to be there for you. And nobody's ever going to think of you as less of a person just because you went and got some help or it took a little bit longer for you to have kids. You know, and, and I'm going to relate this next statement to, you know, my past uh, experiences in, in a relationship and stuff like that. Obviously I've never been in the position that, that you and your wife have been in, but Correct me if I'm wrong. You you also have to be in the right mental state to accept from them that mm-hmm. you're okay. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. the steps for that are different for everybody. I mean, like yeah. like I said, for me, you know, I'm not ashamed to say. It. You know, I'll say. And this is nine times out of ten when something like when I get uh, when I just get emotionally full. And I need to let it out, you know, nine times out of 10, I sit in my car for a few minutes, like I've brought up before earlier in this episode and earlier in other podcasts. But um, like for me, um, I have to let it go. And it puts me and it puts me in a better mindset to be able to accept all the stressors around me because, you know, I was able to 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 take the the top couple inches off that off that full and people talk about a cup it's not a cup it's more like a bucket but (laughs) but, but, shipping container exactly um but i was able to take a little bit off there in order to be able to take more but that that puts you in a more Mm -hmm. more of an accepting uh mental state as far as you know being able to accept those things but one of the 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 question i gotta ask because like i said i'm gonna make it a little lighter it's not you know it's it's not an overly heavy question before but, before you ask before you ask let me let me yes. touch on something real quick because you talk yeah, about please. the mental the mental capacity and you're 100 percent right because I was not at the mental capacity to to accept anything that she was willing to say because I 100 percent believe that that shit was on me I don't care if the doctors tell me that it's not me I don't care if the blood work tells me it's not me I don't give a shit if Jesus himself came down with a sign that said it's not your fault it's still it, you still feel that way right but that's but, what we do as men. Right. But when you have that, when you have that extra support, you know, like even you guys, you know, the way that you were, you know, it feels good. Right. But you, you can't get rid of that shit out of your head. But when, for, in my experience, like for me personally, that when my wife turns to you and she's, you know, she's sitting there talking to you and listening to you basically weep. Cause I, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking wept. 
And when you weep and she is there for every single second of that and still tells you that it's not, that it's not your fault and that, you know, we'll find a way to get through it and we have to stay positive. I'm, whether you're in the right mental mindset or not, you don't have any other choice but to be at that point because you can't you you almost can't turn down those words like your heart will not allow you to block that that kind of love and it literally will just push push things off you know it like you said you gotta you gotta remove stuff right well whatever i removed was enough for me to accept whatever she was saying because that shit hit me like a wave and you know it really helped me change my mindset and it really helped me kind of refocus back on all right, this is what we need to do. I got to do X, Y, and Z. And I know that you're not okay. So I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do a whole alphabet list of stuff. And I, you know, you start to kind of get your, your, your mojo back. Sure. And, and, you know, that's, and that's a testament to, to your, your wife's relationship. It's a testament mm-hmm. to me and my wife's relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things where, you know, we support each other. Um, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, I have no problem saying, you know, my, my wife is, was in the, um, the animal medical field. Um, and so she has a very clinical approach to things. She's very pragmatic, um, to where I'm uh, just a big moving ball of ball of emotions. Um, I have, I have a work, I have a tendency to, to react and, Mm. you know, my emotions come out first and, Mm. um, with her it's clinical and, you know, there's been a few times where she's, she's been clinical with me. And at the time, I'll be the first to admit at the time it it hurt a little bit, but at the same time, it wasn't, she wasn't trying to hurt me. She was trying to, I feel like now I can look back and say, you know, she was trying to help me through it because, you know she was supporting me and she was supporting me the only way she knew how, which Mm -hmm. is exactly how I needed it. Because I mean, I've said this before me and my wife, we are very, I wouldn't say very, but we are opposite types of people. Like I said, where she's more pragmatic and, and more clinical, I'm more emotional and, you know, um, reactionary. Mm -hmm. And so, so, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is like, I temper her pragmatism because, you know, I can bring some of that emotion out and mm. she tempers my emotional side because honestly, I need it. I do. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it, you, you, it's funny because you said it's not, it, it's not that it hurt. It was just, it was kind of like. It's like when you want to really be upset about something and somebody won't let you be upset about it. And then you get mad because you just, I just want to be mad about this one thing. Just let me yeah. be mad. Like, and that's kind of what it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to be, a, I want to be mad. I want to be upset. I want to be sad. I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. and those are all, those are all very good emotions to have. They really and are. It, and, and, and then and at the end of the day, something. you realize at the end of the day, you realize like, ah, fuck, she was right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of general, the general way of the world for me, but, um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I want to be mad. I want to be sad. And there, and you know, it's not that she was keeping you from being mad or stopping me, but she was trying to temper it. She was trying to say, okay, you know, be mad, be upset, mm-hmm. be sad, but, mm-hmm. but don't let that 
that emotion take over, which I think I feel like we as men have a tendency to do because we keep, we do keep our emotion, emotions in check, which I mean, that's that, as you said earlier, you know, we're kind of, we're wired that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's a great, great way to put it because we are wired differently and we try to keep our emotions in check and that's kind of what, what we do, but eventually mm-hmm. we can't anymore. And it's not that I was, you know, I was upset about this. It was, I was upset about this and this shit and this shit and this shit and this shit that I never dealt with. Right, right. And so, you know, and so I, I firmly believe, I mean, that's why, that's why my wife is perfect in my eyes. She truly is because, you know, she understands me and she can keep me, for lack of a better phrase, keep me in check. And this is, that's not always a negative thing. That's, you know, that's not, that's not something I'm not using it in any negative connotation whatsoever. It's one mm-hmm. of those things that, you know, she's like, okay, you're upset about this, but you're, for lack of a better phrase, you're too upset. So what else is going on? And, you know, right. that kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, I I, but I got to give the, I got to give this. All right. All right. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Go ahead. Curious. I've always okay. been curious about this because I've had friends that have, have tried to naturally get pregnant on a schedule. Does that, does that. That's does that take the fun out of it, bro? <laughs> I, mean, I gotta ask because I've always wondered. Um, hold on one second. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so most of you, you know, I muted my mic because I need to be careful about what I say. No, I mean. Yeah, a little bit because it's like I'll come home from work and she'd be like, you know what today is? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like, who's going to complain about that? Right. And then, like, no. it's fun. It, but like, it's fun at first. Right. Because you're like, oh, yeah. Like now you have no uh, excuse to not be with your there's, husband there's and no have maritals. Yeah, there ain't no headache tonight. And if there is tough shit, <laughs> like we're going to fix it. We're going to fix that headache. But no, I mean, it. I wouldn't say it's not like it's not. It doesn't get boring or anything like that. I think it's sometimes, uh, you know, we as men, and depending on what we do for work, is that sometimes when you know we're allowed to come home and not be into it, right? But some of it, it was. But I'll be honest with you, some of it was. It was more. Um, it was more pressure than it was anything else because you're just like, you're like, all right, like, like we got to do good today because you know, it's time. Like this is the time for us to be good. So you kind of get that like little, I don't know what you want to call it. You put pressure on yourself. Right. But I mean, you, you're only putting pressure on yourself because it's time to, you know, this is the day that you need to make sure that everything goes right. And you got to have your, you know, got to try to make your babies. So make sure that you don't piss your wife off. Make sure you don't piss anybody else off and make sure you don't eat something <laughs> like make sure, you know, you start overthinking everything. You're like, Oh, like, well, if we eat Taco Bell, we're definitely not doing it tonight because that's not going to work out well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I can but, understand. Nah, I mean, I wouldn't say it takes a fun out of it. I think it's just, I think you just kind of have some like added pressure to yourself. Okay. All right. Um, that's all. Okay, I mean, and, and like I said, I've I've always wanted this because I've never been in that situation before. To right. Where, you know, I ho- and I hope you're not. I hope you never are. Well, I won't be because I mean we're done. So. Oh, true. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you but said no, that so proud. You're like I'm done. 
<laughs> no, I mean we we got a we got a a boy and a, and a little girl and you know big brother little sister dynamic. I mean you can't yeah. really go wrong. Right. Um, but back back on topic, I had to ask. I'm sorry, but oh, that's um, fine. That's fine. But back on topic, you know, it's it's one of those things that you know, like I, like I asked you, was it tough to be there for her? And and you know, admirably, you 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 said no. But uh, the other, the flip side of that is. You know, I know for me in the past, some of the traumas and some of the experiences that I've had, it, it hasn't necessarily been hard for me to be there for the other person involved. It was harder to be there for me. You know? OK, let me let me say this. It, it's it, there's two different factions of that, though, because you have the mental side of it and then you have the uh, love and grace side of that. So. At times it, it was it may, it was a little difficult mentally because I was still I was battling with my shit here right but like up top like in my head but to be there for her you know emotionally and and out of love as being like her husband and caring about what's going on it wasn't hard for that it was hard for me sometimes mentally because when you sit there and you watch your other half completely fall apart. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. It really fucks you up, especially if you already got shit going on. And let me let me just say this: we we always make fun of women for uh, always wanting to dig up the past, but God forbid, you know, with a second that a man breaks down, we are pulling shit that is fucking twenty years old. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like, I mean, <laughs> we had like no we just, to talk. <laughs> oh yeah, like we just like we just went over. You know, I, I mean. We're not, we're not just, when we finally break down, when the weight of the, when the weight of our world, I don't like saying the weight of the world because, you know, that's just, that's a little, little full of ourselves, but the weight of our world starts to get real heavy, starts to really wear down on us. You know, it's not just what's going on at that point in time. It's usually a straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm. You know, I stepped on a Lego. And I lost my damn mind for 15 minutes. It's not be just because I stepped on a Lego as painful as that is. Um, but I'm not trying to laugh. It's just I can see oh, it no. in my head. You stepping keep on the Lego and yeah, just yeah. Keep, keep laughing. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, no, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> no Legos in my house. No oh no, I'm sending. I'm sending a couple <laughs> sets over there. But um, but no, it's. You know, but I, you know, I go off for, you know, 15, 15, 20 minutes and it's not, the, it's not about the Lego. And I realize that's, that's a, that's a very, you know, minute example, but that's what I'm trying to say is usually, usually it's something that in all honesty, if we can look at it objectively, it's very trivial that sets mm -hmm. us off. But that, that is, that's that, that splashback that we get because our, you know, our container runneth over. Um, it's. It's just one of those things that we, as as men, we like you said, we're wired. We're that, that's how we're wired. We keep shit in, and you know when we keep shit in, which is why we do this podcast. Being, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's um, that's the plain and simple truth of it. We do this podcast because, yes, because we want to help people, and yes, because we've we've been through. We've, we've fought demons and we've been through trials and we've been through tribul tribulations and, and we've been, we, and we've taken some tough things on, not, not tougher than some tougher than others, but you know, we want to share these experiences because you're not alone. Right. You, that That's something that, I mean, I know I, when I was younger, especially when I was younger, uh, you know, anytime something really negative happened in my life, I felt so alone. 
You know, that was, you know, damn, like there's, there's a lot to unpack on that. And, and it, well, well, because well, you brought up a couple things and it, you brought up the, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back and then being alone and, you know, doing we're doing this for a purpose where you know, like we always say, if we can reach one person, we're doing our job. Right. We're not our job, but we're we're doing what we intended for it to be. Right. And, and, and you were talking the, the whole break, the, the camel, the straw that breaks the camel back thing. Have you ever. um just gone through your day like everything has been fine and then something happened like i don't know it could have been a song it could have been a quote could be anything it could even be the fucking leaf down like bouncing around on the on their asphalt or whatever and then all of a sudden it was like something like triggers in your brain and you just completely just collapse yes yeah yeah so uh a while back we were watching this thing on Netflix, my wife and I from, um, uh, it was one of these like British shows from this guy that writes books named like Harlan Cove, Coven or Cove, Cohen, Cohen. I don't know. Some, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, no disrespect. I'm just, I don't remember his name. Um, uh, but Harlan the, sh- the sh- there you go. There you yeah. go. Thanks Google. Um, he had the show. He's had a couple shows on Netflix and they're all, primarily kind of like the same style they're just uh like mind fuck type of drama thriller type things well there's just one called like the five and it, and this it was fantastic i i highly recommend it and it, it's gonna be a little bit of a spoiler because i to, for me to get to my point i kind of have to spoil it a little bit um it's basically about like five friends and they're trying to like figure out where uh, somebody's like brother ran off to, or they got kidnapped. Right. Well, it turns out that one of the, one of the five friends was that person that got kidnapped and nobody had ever known that that was the guy. He ended up being adopted by somebody essentially. And he grew up believing that this person was his father And this whole time where they're searching for this boy, basically um, it ended up being that, the one of the five it ended up being that the guy's brother was this friend like they didn't even have any idea this whole time they grew up together they didn't have any idea that this was the the actual the brother that was missing right so at the end of the show it it ties it all together how you figure out how that's you know the 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 friend is actually the brother that went missing and all this and it it there's a scene at the end of the movie they last like two minutes is pretty much all you got to really watch or the show like two minutes is all you got to watch um where the kid was the, the the brother was very confused obviously because of what was going on and he went out to try to he set off he was going to go kill himself and the friends plus the older brother all tracked him down and essentially talked him off a ledge and I absolutely fucking lost it. And my, and like, I think my wife heard sounds coming from my body that were like semi animalistic. Like it was some sh- like real, like I'm talking like real pain was leaving my body at that time. And because it was, I remember it was like, um, to me in the, in, yeah, it's not a real story, but to me it was like this dude, this dude lost his brother and then got his brother back. And then for me, it was like, I lost my brother, but I never got my brother back. So I like fell to the floor and I was, I was, I was like dying on the floor, like crying in pain, you know? And 
my wife sat there through me and she didn't even know what was going on at first. And then it finally it, it clicked with her. And that was, you know, that in the first go around where, you know, you lose your, your child, it's probably those are that in the fact that, you know, you know, my brother, you know, committing suicide, those are like the three most painful things I think I've ever dealt with mentally. And that last one where of me just like collapsing on the floor after seeing that, that's the one that really kind of like opened the gates and really let a lot of shit out that I had been packing for a long time. And, you know, when you like, again, we go back to this, when your wife sees you weeping on the floor for like an hour and like just straight grief pain, and they're still, you know, the next day willing to want to try to have a baby with you. Like that's, that's just straight love. You know, like you just saw me at my most vulnerable, weakest moment. And then next night you're like, yo, what's up boy? And you're like, oh, okay, let's go. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just the, the power that you get from just letting shit go sometimes. And just, even when it's just exploding, you just feel this weight come off of you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there is a sense of relief when you, when you do blow up. And, and that's, uh, that, that I think is, is when you blow up in a, in a positive way, because I mean, there are obviously, I mean, I've done it. I've had some negative reactions to some things that have pushed me over the edge. And, you know, I've, you know, all that does is add to it. I mean, it doesn't take anything away. It just replaces it with something Mm -hmm. else. And, and you know it's it's that is definitely one of those things that I I'll, I will I will preach about a little bit is you know you need to find that that as as cliche as it sounds that healthy weight event mm-hmm. you need to like for me for me for years it was bowling I mean honestly and it's, it could be something as simple as that like for me bowling it was I was good at it I was you know I I, I enjoyed it and it was something that I could turn the world off. And kind <clears> of <throat> skim the top of everything that was going off on just off and onto the floor. And it's not that I didn't deal with it. It's that, you know, that's, that's something that, that I have, I'd like to say is, you know, one of the easiest things to do is skim the top of, of your, you know, your container. Um, because that's all the shit that really I mean, if you were to look at it objectively, it really doesn't really matter. I mean, it's really minor. It's minor shit. It mm-hmm. all flows to the top, and then you can kind of push it off. And then you've got, you, I mean, as as shitty as it sounds, you've got room for more shit because that's what we, and as human beings, but I mean, especially as men, you know, we do, we do take on. We 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 have every intention of taking on. So do women, but as we've said before. We're not taking anything away from women. We know about men because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell you, you know, we, that's, that's how we roll. You know, that's how we, we cope with things is, and is by, you know, just kind of sloughing off the shit that really doesn't matter. That way we can take more on because yeah. that's our job. This is what yeah. we do. And yeah, you know, there are some, just like any other human being, there are people that handle it well and have people that handle it not so well. But you've got to find that sweet spot. You really do, and that's each, and that's different for each every, each and every individual. Yeah, and that's why we always try to hammer home about you know 
what we're doing here in this podcast and how we we've, we've kind of started to do this like we kind of like transition to this like this is like a brotherhood type thing because mm-hmm. we want you to know that that's exactly what this is like <laughs> you need somewhere to go and you need somewhere to vent we there we i would say that we have uh, built ourselves uh, one hell of a community around this this podcast and there's yes. any number one of these people in this podcast who they're also battling something they're struggling with something they have demons but they're also willing to listen to you if you have something that you need to get off your chest absolutely and you know and that's that's a big thing is you know we've kind of, we we've kind of brought this brotherhood to the forefront um of what we do and that's and that, and there's a simple reason for that is you know the more the, the more people you have fighting your demons with you, not for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I, wanna, I, I do want to clarify that. This is not a, this is not a, we'll, we'll take them on for you. You sit back. No, we will help you and we will help fight your demons and we will be back to back and we will take them all on together. That's, that's what we do. That's what we're trying to achieve. Right. Is, is because it, you know, it, it just like in just like in in war really i mean you never you never see one guy being sent in you don't mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not hey hey john go 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 handle this for us no you got a whole army and that's what right. this is that's right. that's that's what this community is becoming is right and this is this is our army this is our army right. to fight our demons fight everybody's demons together Right. And it's, you know, we mentioned it before, you know, you have trauma, I got trauma, we, you have battle demons, we have demons, you can, you can, you can still come from a different, you can still come from different trauma and fight the same common demons together. Like you said, I'm not doing it for you. I'm just helping you. Like, I'm just, I'm there with you as, as like, as a partner, you know what I mean? And when we, when we try to, you know, hit home about this brotherhood you know i mentioned this one time before is that listen i I think we got to stop running from the past because it's that's easy let's be honest it's easy to try to run from the past but like we talked about before your past is always going to follow you no matter where you go right so i think we have to stop trying to run from the past and face it head on and and bring those past grief and trauma we got to bring it this like you got to bring it this like beast that it's never even dealt with before. Right. And it's not just you, it's going to be a whole army because you have an army that is willing to go to war with you. Right. And it doesn't matter what traumas you go to. It doesn't matter what demons you have. When, when one of you go to war, we're all going to go to war. And that's what the, this whole brotherhood thing is about is that when you go to, you know, when you go to battle against your demons, it's not just you anymore. You're taking all of us with you. And that's what we want. We want there. We want to go with you. Like we're riding into battle with you and that you don't have to do this stuff alone. And, and you know what? I know there are probably, there are probably some people, maybe, maybe some new people that are listening to this podcast for the first time and hear this message. And they're like, Oh, these guys are full of shit. I, I turn to them there. Where the hell are they going to be? I guarantee you, you turn around to look for us. We're there. Yep. That is, that is what we do. Mm-hmm. And and we're not we're not blowing smoke up your ass. We're just that, that's plain and simple truth. We're not. We want to be there. We want to face you, dude. Because honestly, we're not just facing yours. We're facing ours too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're it, dealing with we're dealing with ours just like you're dealing with yours. And and if we can deal with them together, it makes the load lighter. 
And we've been there. We've been those guys that say, oh, you're not going to be there because nobody's there. Oh, hell yeah. I've been there. You've been there. We've all been there. And that's why we're sitting here now telling you that if you're going to go into war, we're going with you. You know, and that phrase that we like to use now, you know, iron sharpens iron, but man sharpens man. Exactly. And that's, you know, and, and that's 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 this podcast in, in, in a nutshell is, you know, um, Dan and I were talking about it, you know, pre-show, because as, as I'm sure you guys have gathered, you know, we we do talk pre-show and, and usually we talk throughout the week. We've just been kind of had a busy week today, this mm-hmm. week. So, I mean, I, I, I missed my friend. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it, you know, pre-show, we, we talked about this, you know, we've kind of, we just, for those of you out there, we haven't moved on from it's okay to not be okay, because it is always okay yeah. to not be okay. Yeah. Absolutely. We're just, we're compounding it. We're building something here. We're, we're building this up and we're building this brotherhood. As I said last week, you know, we as men, we are a competitive creature. We are. And and who do we love to compete with more? Men. We, 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 that, that's what we do because we want to beat the best. Well, right. instead of beating the best, let, let's be with the best. Let's, let's help each other become the best. This is not a competition. This world, this this world has enough to compete for. Let's all come together. Let's face it. Let's face everything together. Right. But I mean, that's how you get better, right? You get better by being faced with a challenge. And it happens in, you know, shocker, let me use a sports analogy. Let's be honest, it happens every day, like in sports, right? If you're doing one-on-ones in football practice, your number one receiver versus your number one cornerback. How that's how you're going to get better by playing against the number one guy. Right. And you got you can turn on TV and watch it. All they do is just run their mouths at one another. Right. Because at that moment, they're not teammates anymore. It is it is mano y mano, you versus me and you're not going to beat me. Right. But then whistle blows, you know, they might be throwing punches, but you go back in the locker room. They're going to act like nothing ever happened. You know, they're, they're what they because what we're in the point of that is what I'm trying to say is. For us to end the stigmas that is surrounding men and men's mental health, we have to stop tearing each other down and start empowering each other and start building each other back up. And that's what that man sharpens man is, is that we are, you know, we may challenge you to something. I'm not challenging you to be a dick. I'm challenging you because I believe that you can actually push through with whatever it is that you're going with, you're going through. And it's me trying to trying to motivate and lift you and you know that's how we end the stigma of of all this is having men lift each other up exactly i mean this is not i'm not gonna i don't compare myself to dan because if i did dan's like i said dan is one of the best men that i know mm-hmm. and you know that one of the, that's just one of those things that i'm not comparing myself to dan i'm not comparing myself to my dad i'm guilty of having done that in the past and let me tell you something. I was miserable. Every 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 person in my life, you know, I compared my life to somebody else's. That's that that is not a way to live. But right. I'm telling you, I, and and I've I've mentioned this before. I had a large circle of friends before. I did. My circle of friends is a handful now. And let me tell you something. I go to war with them any day of the week. That's not to say that the bigger the that the bigger group you have, the the less likely that is. But when it comes down to it, you start to feel who's actually going to be there, which is why I brought up the fact that we're not, we're not blowing, you know, we're not blowing smoke up. Your yeah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not going to be doing that. And yes, you know, the people that listen to this and really believe in, in what we do and, and believe in us as men, those people will go to battle with you. 
Pero I wanna, uh, and that's it. Yeah. And listen, I, you know, listen, I, you know, I appreciate you and this podcast wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to have this podcast if, if you and I didn't get along. Right. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if we weren't uh, honest with one another about everything. Right. I mean, like you, like you're a good dude, man. Like you're, you're a good husband. You're a good father. You, you do the shit that you need to do to take care of your family. And I know that you struggle with that too, but I see it and you are sometimes way too hard on yourself. And sometimes I wanted to smack the shit out of you sometimes, but I get it. Like, I understand that. Right. I understand that. But you know, like, you know, just so you know, dude, like I love you, dude. And you are, you're one of the best people that I know. And if we we couldn't be like that, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast, right? And that's where that all comes from. It's just the, it's just it, like we said, it's the brotherhood. It's we you we have to do what we can to try to empower each other, build each other up, right? And coming on here to be able to do the podcast every week, we we open up about shit that we probably wouldn't really talk about with anybody else. At least I don't. I mean, there's things that I don't even bring up until we get on here. And you always pose the questions that put me, put my ass in a corner, jackass. No, I'm just kidding. But that's um, what I do. Yeah. But I mean, that's what, this is what, this is what, it, that's what this is about. And that's how you know that this is real. That's how you know we're not blown smoke anybody's ass about this shit. You know, where these are all ex- real experiences. We're not just some fucking bookworm with a degree. I don't, uh, shit, I don't have a degree. I went to trade school. So. Yeah, I, I, I technically have an associate's degree, but really it's in culinary arts. It's only going to yeah. get me so far. Do you, um, but, do you want to, do you want to start, you want to like, I don't know, level this shit out and end on like a, a happier note? Yeah. You want to kind of rotate? Because I know there's absolutely. a couple of things that you wanted to bring up. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned it before. Um, I have, uh, I have taken the first steps to, um, here, here in Washington state, they have uh, first time home buyer programs, just like they do in, in, in most other states. I, I'm sure all of them, but I can't really speak to that. Um, and one of the programs that I'm going through is you have to uh, take this five hour class and then you get some help with your down payment. And, uh, I took the first step and I signed up for a class. Um, going to do it next weekend while, while, while the mom's in town. Um, and we're, we're really looking, or I mean, at least me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I mean, not looking anybody that knows anything about Western Washington, which is really nobody, nobody. <laughs> um, but it's not cheap over here. And, you know, I, I, I live in a place that, you know, this is one of those things that I, I mean, not to not to put a little heavy hand on on the lighter outro, but um, I don't live in a great place. I don't. You know, I do hear gunshots on a on a semi routine ba- basis, and I'm not, I mean, I don't live in a ghetto. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not like I live in Compton. But um, and to those of you that live in Compton, I'm, no, I'm not trying to be the dick, but y'all have a <laughs> reputation. But um. <laughs> But no, I, I don't live in the best place in the world, and and so I've I've been looking at that, and I, I'm about 45 minutes away from where I work, so I you know I I wanted to get a little closer, and I've been looking for places to rent, and and I'm telling you the the rent here just like most places is much higher than the mortgage, and my credit rating is is up at a point where I may be able to get a new house and. So we're we're pursuing that, and um, I I would also like to say that uh, the promotion that I've been talking about for for the last year is 
I got some more news. We should be going at least west coast with the with our client. Um, they want us. They originally wanted us nationally by the end of January, which we told we told them they were high. Um, <laughs> and uh, but so they they accepted the fact that we will probably be there be in the west coast by the end of January and that's what I've been waiting on for for this promotion which would jack my my income up significantly that's what's up that's what's um, up. I would it, it would actually increase increase my my income by about 18% and oh, yeah. um so um it's it's definitely uh, the good thing is even if it doesn't happen then like they're keeping me posted they're yeah. talking to me about it that's awesome so man. You know that that's yeah, it's great. Um, as I said last week, you know my 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 daughter turned three recently, so and she is all of a three teenager right now. I can't wait to be your fuck. But oh, I love how you relish in the pain that I have not felt yet. Oh, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those it's anticipation. It, it really is. It, yeah, I mean, j- j- just wait. Just wait, you know, B has kids. You're, you're going to do the same thing to him. Uh, um, but, yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, oh, my um, God. That and, and, you know, just so everybody out there knows, you know, everybody knows that I, I recently got married. It's been a little over a month since we got married. Let me tell you something. Um, I couldn't be happier. Um, my wife couldn't be happier. Well, maybe she could, but she doesn't tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But honestly, you know, uh, for those of you out there that that say it can't happen to me, um, it can't. It and, can. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it, it's a it's a positive thing. It's a great thing. It's to give yourself over to somebody like that is is it's to the right person is right. amazing. So if we um, if we were able to get married, there's plenty of people out there that can that can find that. So exactly. I mean, if it were if it's gonna work for me. I mean, the way I saw it is she was so good to me before she realized who I really was. I was like, I had to put a ring on this one. Damn but, right, uh, right. <laughs> so, Damn right. But, but no, I mean, things are going well for me. Things are going well in my life. And, and you know, I, I do thank, you know, um, I thank my higher power. I thank my friends. I thank my family for the support that, that, that is given. And, and Dan, I love you too, man. I do. I mean, you become like a brother to me for... I mean, real fast, and I don't, you know, I, I don't regret it. I mean, maybe next time we'll cuddle a little bit, but you know, that's that's. Uh, yeah, I gotta get some more drinks in me first. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we let's, we will. Let's, let's I will be. This, let, let's end this. What What about you, man? What's going on? What, what's going well, on with you? What, there's one thing. There's one thing that we got to do, and. Um, we need, and I, we're really bad at this. I, we, we need to get better at doing this. Oh, shit. Cody, Cody. I don't think you're listening. <laughs> I don't oh, think shit. you're listening, but I'm sure some of your people are. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming on uh, last week. You were fantastic. I know that you got a lot of good feedback. I was uh, looking through some of your stuff on TikTok. You had people commenting about how they went back and found the video and all that. Uh, dude, thank you so much for coming on. We probably need to start doing this shit in the beginning. Yeah, we do. We probably do. <laughs> I would also like to say, you know, and I never thought I would say this, um, but, and I will credit Cody for this. Cody, thank you for kind of forcing our hand to get onto TikTok because that, sh- yeah. that, that shit got me. It did. 
Yeah, there's some, there's definitely some shit on there that uh, one funny as hell is also one, but there's some shit on there that really kind of like pulls you and like tugs and suddenly you're you're uh, um, ninja chopping onions in your, you know. I, I gotta say, one of the guys I've run into on Facebook that I didn't, I, I guess I didn't really put one and and one together and get two. Um, bread steak, Ricky. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Oh, she's so funny. If you guys have not checked out Brinson, have you seen his? I don't know if it's one of his most recent one, but it was like it was something about the people that have written into him and left negative comments and stuff like that. No, I didn't see that one. Oh God, it's hilarious. All right, so you gotta send that one to me. Oh yeah, I will. Um, Have you seen Have you seen the one where he's like, uh, where he gets sent to the other job site and he's like helping guys like put up siding on the house? Have you seen that video yet? No, I don't think so. All right, I'm gonna I'll send it to you. But it's like one guy is basically like Spider-Maning on the wall, right? And he's got like no shirt on. He's got like Vans and he's like Spider-Maning on the wall, just like slapping these boards in, right? And then then he's like, oh no, that's not. I need something maybe a little bit slower. He's like, nah, I'm good. And then like another one is. This guy like picks up plywood and he's carrying it on his back, right? And he's like walking up this ladder with plywood. And it was like it, it was weird, man. And like the way that he did it was he's like walking <laughs> up and then he like slaps it on with one hand and he's like nailing it. and he goes, No, no, that's not that's not me either. <laughs> so then they got the one where he's like sitting on top of the roof and the guy's like slinging a nail gun down, like by the cord, trying to like put the plywood on. He goes, All right, that's more of my speed. <laughs> so those of you out there that need a laugh i mean there's plenty of laughs on to have on tiktok oh, check out if you haven't checked out breadstick ricky check Dude, him out oh He's my hilarious. gosh so funny um, um so to wrap and then you got did you have something else too there was something i think no, you guys that's, right oh you already brought up the guy did you bring up the gentleman that you uh wanted to get a hold of on tiktok oh good or do Lord, we need to I save think, that yeah, do we need no, to save that no Honestly, like this guy, I gotta get his screen name. Um, I now I all of a sudden you're yeah, fucking showing to, your age there. I gotta get his yeah, screen well, name. No, uh, shut up. Um, but he was. It's it's this this gentleman, um, older gentleman. I wouldn't say old, but older. He's probably a little older than me. That or he's led a much rougher life. Um, but bald, white beard about it he said an inmate an inmate asked him about you know or said something to him to the effect of you know when i when i get older i want to be like you that old man strength and and he he went off on this it was one of the three minute videos but he went off on this you know the old man strength isn't the weights that i've lifted it's the it's the the trials I've been through, and I mean, it's just it, it is a great video. Um, it was it ah, I had his name too, and it just irritates me that I can't remember. But you know, for those of you like me that you know before we got on TikTok and before I downloaded TikTok and all this stuff, you know, I was I was I used to talk shit about about most social media. <laughs> um, and now we're but, on it. <laughs> but now we're on it, and. Um, Cody, thank you for introducing me to TikTok. Um, but, you know, when it's not just mindless fun, which it, it can be helpful, can be beneficial for your mental health, um, there's a lot of really good shit out there. 
And oh, yeah. don't be afraid to comment on it. Don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, um, this hit me. Or, or you know, share, sh- shit, share it to our page. Or, you yeah, know, you get a hold of us. Tag us. Send it. Tag us. If you follow it. us on TikTok, you can tag us, or you can actually share it and send it, like copy the link and send it to our Facebook page. We had a friend of ours, Chris, recently do that and send it to our chat box, which now we know that it works because we've never had anybody send anything to our chat box before. <laughs> it's always been via like actual Facebook Messenger itself or something else. But and, uh, yeah, please. And Dan, you wanted to bring up something on Spotify, didn't you? Yeah, so two, we actually got a couple things there. So uh, starting with Spotify, now remember, you don't have to have a premium service to listen to us on Spotify. You just got to have an account, right, or however the fuck that works. You can use the free version of it. Um, We can now post like Q&As and polls, and uh, they'll come up in the description part of the episode. And it's it's all private. It's only private if or I mean, it's only not private if you give us permission to basically pin the reply. So if we pin the reply to like a question, other people can see it. Now, I haven't pinned anything because obviously I haven't asked anybody if it's you know per, for their permission yet. It's all like I said, it's all private. But you can go on there and you can actually interact with that. And we get to see the feedback from it. The other cool thing is that if you go to anchor and you listen to us on anchor which is also free all this stuff is free nothing none of it costs any money you can actually leave um voice messages and they're private as well we'll we're only brady and i would be able to hear them um you can leave voice messages and you can you know tell us about you can you could talk about something that we brought up in the show you can suggest something you know, you whatever it is, it's all that's all it is, just a voice message, and you can leave one, and we can, you know, if you want to ask us questions, we can incorporate it into the show, which would be cool. And the other thing that we're also looking for is, uh, we're looking for guests. Like we love having people on, and we haven't had a bad guest yet. And if you're interested in coming on the show, shoot us a message. You know, you know, we'll talk a little bit, we'll get your story, and you know, if you want to come on, you know, we'll have you on. We love hearing other stories from people. That's the brotherhood, man. Um, yeah, that's the brotherhood. And, you know, just as a reminder, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. We are on TikTok at Men in Your Life. Uh, we are on Instagram at Men in Your Life. Um, we are on Facebook at Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Um, the only place I'm allowed to use 70 letters for a uh, title page. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're kind of everywhere. All you got to do is just look it up, and we're here. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for Cody, uh, we wouldn't be getting the influx of people that we're getting through Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok. Like, we're getting all kinds of new people. And on top of that, um, we are actually, let me let me look at this right now, because I think the number changed from earlier in the week when I, when I mentioned it to you. Um, oh, we've actually had more plays um so we are we are a total of eight combined listens for podcasts and it only counts everybody like the actual total number of streams right of of episodes um we're only eight listens or streams away from hitting 500 for an entire like combined for a whole podcast so we've only put up like 20 episodes. We're about to hit like 50 listens. And I know that's not a lot for everybody, but for us, that's a big fucking deal. Absolutely. And, that's fucking uh, cool. And Dan, it wouldn't be the same. You know, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Um, yeah. And, and that's, uh, that is awesome. You've, you've kept really good 
record of of our uh, of our growth and um and I love doing this with you, man. I do. Yeah, every dude. Week. This is every, this every is the most this is the most fun that I've ever had, and we don't make money off of this. That's the other thing. We don't make money off of this, right? Like this is all voluntarily just uh you know um wanting to beat our nuts with pain. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, that's all this is. We're just voluntarily opening up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm sure Dan would would join me in saying, you know, thank you for giving us a listen. Um, mm-hmm. Again, hit that like button, give us a review. Oh, please, please, think. please, yes, like, um, review, follow, do all of that. Um, but uh, as as my my tagline goes, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, and you know thanks for joining us again for uh for another episode of uh men in your life unapologetically human i'm brady i am dan and as always it is okay to not be okay